This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Thought I could what clear you, out what you're playing right now? Thought I could clear out this Borderlands DLC room before uh, the show started. I could not. They're Damn. all over me. All right, and I got these cartel thugs coming at me too. Mm-hmm. I'll never be down. And now, now Hella from Thor Ragnarok's going to be in the the Borderlands movie. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, huh? Lilith, Blanchett, huh? Eli Roth plus <laughs> Borderlands plus Kate Blanchett. Sign Where me up. I guess wrong? you know. Where could you go wrong? The first two parts of it. I think I got a Borderlands gun and everything, huh? <laughs> Wow. wow. You don't miss. <laughs> don't miss. We also got the former informer, Imran Khan. Howdy. And rounding us out, the new face of video games, Blessing at AOEA Jr. Uh, Kevin bought me this Sonic the Hedgehog mug. Oh, my and God. And we talked, we talked about it on the post show for Games Daily uh, earlier this week, but we haven't talked about it on any official show. Um, the way you're holding it makes it look like your head, which is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Gamescast. I want to say that uh, thing is bulbous. It's yeah. dude, it's huge. But then, like, also the top is just like, <laughs> like, look at this. How am I supposed to wrap my it, my mouth around? It's, a, it's an homage to the Gamescast intro. That's then, also, it's a nice gift. We're, we're, com- we're not commenting on the quality of the gift. We're commenting on the co- quality of the mug here as a coffee. Yeah, mug. it's a coffee mug, and it also doesn't doesn't have a handle. And so I just had to like grip <laughs> Sonic's hairs if I want to drink out of it. Also, when I got it, like part of the back is like broken off. Look at this. You know, weird I thing I've never we thought about, it. and this is going to sound stupid, but I've never thought about that as Sonic's hair. Like quills, I guess. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, oh, I, I always, I always jump for it to be more like accurate. Like his head know? is shaped like that. Even though, yeah, I always thought it was more like, and I know the the original design for the movie that was clearly hair, that was clearly fur, but we all know that was an abomination. You look at Sonic, you're like, that just his head's just shaped that way. It's a Bart I Simpson. I always thought situation. it was hair. But no, I think Bart about Bart Simpson. Simpson. That's Bart Simpson's hair. hair is hair. Remember when yeah, he goes Bart to Simpson's Christian, hair, yeah. he, he parts it, he brings it down. Jesus, man. He I'm also gets it shaved. Well, you could off. bring your head down if your head was shaped weird. Dinosaurs did that too in Land Before Time, and we didn't say they didn't have hair. It's true. Think about it. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, I, well, I remember Land Before Time. True. I don't remember it. I don't remember any of the dinosaurs having like that. Uh, oh, yeah, you're talking about like the, the jackets. That's yeah, that's a dinosaur though. That's <laughs> a dinosaur. That's a whole different species. <laughs> like, didn't dino- everybody. Like, didn't the old dinosaurs have those, like the spinies. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get the show ad-free by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like our patreon producers did muhammad muhammad al tribesman james hastings sancho west gaming gaming uh cody banks trent barry julian the gluten-free gamer joseph o yusuf and scott radloff we love and appreciate each and every one of you very 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 much um you can be like them get the show ad free over at patreon you can get it 
with ads later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com where you can watch this show if you want to listen to it search for your kind of funny games cast on your favorite podcast service it's that damn easy uh you can be a part of the show also if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games it's a lot of fun for everybody greg how's that feel in your hand this, this malawan gun feels pretty good I, i'm excited to bring it back in the office it's from pdp so it's got it's got that like quality construction of it they didn't before, pay us to say this I'm just before we jump into I can, hit, I can hit blessing in the fucking head with this thing and he would oh, be in pain oh no <laughs> is that before we jump into the big topic today uh it's been a while since we've kind of given an update on uh, what we've been playing any any highlights from you guys i've only exist in the streets of rage for shaped hole these days <laughs> like at some point i'm just gonna get bored of that game it's like it's gonna be fine but i've been playing that and play i think i needed a break from dishonor 2 for a little while but, but i really do enjoy that game it's just the way i'm playing it non-lethally is frustrating in a lot of ways <laughs> are, you, like, are you making it a thing not to kill anybody i mean that's what i wanted to do originally but i see like every time i finish a level i'll see like the death camera tick up because like I left somebody on a table with their leg dangling slightly down and thus the rats got it. Or I watched someone for a little while and then they kill themselves by falling off a cliff or dropping a candle on themselves and burned to death. It's like, how am I supposed to play non-lethally when everyone in this game is suicidal as hell? <laughs> I'm more interested in talking about Streets of Rage 4 because like, obviously the reviews were all good for it i played it for ps i love you i enjoyed what i played but like i was i'm not the biggest side scrolling beat em up beat em up fan like usually that was uh i played streets of rage one and two back in the day um uh like final final fight a lot and then reviewed it for ign back in the day but like you're super addicted to it right imran i saw yeah. your tweets about it over the weekend where you're like I, I sat down to play it for a little bit and i ended up beating it three times and i've done all this and i've done this yeah i was like i was writing a thing and i was having writer's block and i was like i need to play something for a few minutes and i figured streets of rage is a good thing where i could play a level and get out then i ended up finishing it that's like that session then procrastination like, at its best <laughs> you'll love to see it i kind of just kept playing like i started to play as the other characters and then i checked out online mode and started jumping into people's games it's really fun and i can't pinpoint exactly why otherwise other than just like as somebody that really likes character action but never really got that into beat em ups as a kid, yeah, I think I'm like whatever needed to click has just clicked, and now I'm actually really enjoying it. Well, I feel like so, there's just enough to it, if that makes sense, right? Especially for what you're talking about, of like you, some you, you want to get into it, but you don't want something super deep, and you don't need a, it's not a story game, right? It is like learn the character you're playing as, what's their back attack, what's their for, what's their special, and then use all that as you get introduced to new enemies and how to beat them right and how to get through it flawlessly and how to you know when yeah. to get health when to get a weapon yeah it's it's pretty much that and like as i'm playing i'm understanding more of the game too like mm -hmm. oh the defensive special is like there are bosses that i absolutely hated the first time around and now i was like oh i'm just clowning on them because now i understand what the game actually wants from me so yeah. it's it's one of those like and it's a very easy to like skate on top of the ice thing but once you actually dive in it's way deeper than i thought it was going to be and that's what i was seeing early on right like when you fight through the police station and i got to the commissioner the first time he just fucking owned my ass and yeah. i was like all right that's enough for tonight and then i came back <laughs> to it days later and i was like oh wait if i do this when he does that you know what i mean like you put it together the language of it of what yeah. it wants you to do and how it wants you to fight and when you get into it it almost becomes not a rhythm game but you do feel in the groove of it yeah and also speaking of which all the music is amazing like awesome. it's oh yeah Soundtrack it's slapped in ways that like i did not expect from a modern streets of rage game because they got like the original composers back but a bunch of other composers as well and that plus i think i really i really dig the graphics like 
I I'm a big pixel art fan, but the way this everything gels together in terms of like aesthetically works out so well in this game. Yeah. Before we started the show, you were saying that you played about thirty hours, and the, mm-hmm. the game takes about an hour and a half to beat. Like that, that math doesn't add up to me. That's insane. Like, have you have you platinumed it already? Not yet. One of, one of the trophies is incredibly difficult. It's getting S ranks on everything on hard, mm-hmm. which is like I've gotten S ranks on easy. Getting S ranks on hard seems very difficult to do. I might need to like solicit a co op partner somewhere along the lines, but like. Yeah, it's they have the original characters, are the Streets of Rage four characters, which are like the new hand drawn characters, and then they have like every character that's ever been in the game so far, like in the previous Streets of Rage games, and they are broken as hell in different ways. So I've been like, <laughs> like some of the trophies are go through the game as a Streets of Rage one character, like go through that. So, like even though it's only an hour and a half to play through as one, there's a trophy for, for pretty much every character in the game. It's awesome. What about you guys? Any other thing? people should be oh, looking yeah. into uh i've been doing uh this is something we mentioned a long time ago on a post show me and blessing but i i've been doing a supernatural vr on quest vr uh or oculus quest uh i'd say if not every other day super consistently you know what i mean and it's because if you're not unfamiliar supernatural is that uh oculus quest uh, exclusive workout program vr game they put out where it's a subscription-based thing you get you get your first month free when you sign up you also get a, a silicon sweat liner for your uh, oculus quest but then you go into it and there's workout workouts there that have been put up by trainers they give you a little intro in the beginning about what you're about to do tell you know get you to stretch out and then they coach you through it and talk to you it's dynamic difficulty so if it starts getting if you start really fucking up they dial it back down and they'll give you words of encouragement and stuff like that um you're playing in basically all these like basically three i think it's like 360 photos of uh like really nice places in iceland or whatever the bahamas or you know beautiful things and then they've animated on top of it to kind of do it but it the actual gameplay of it is like is like beat saber i i still have not and i went into quest beat saber thinking it was there and it wasn't i haven't done beat saber 360 but it's that idea where you have uh black and white uh, blocks coming at you with triangles on them and you need to hit them in uh, di- different orders but sometimes you'll get ones that come at you and you have to swing through them to spin to the next like radial part of the 360 360 degrees and they come at you that way in line with the music uh, music stuff like uh, Lizzo and uh, 21 Pilots and it's like music you would know from Top 40's radio um workouts get uploaded i think it they have them on there as daily stuff but i usually see a couple maybe every other day there's a new drop of them but i might just be looking at trainers a different way um and then oh uh, the big thing about it that separates it from beat saber because when i started it and i did the first playthrough i was like oh this must be what beat saber 360 is like uh i'm gonna go back to beat saber in general didn't have 360 on the quest version uh but i played beat saber Saber? huh beat saber's on the oculus quest the beat saber 360 where you can play it in 360 degrees yeah i did it is it uh, is i couldn't find it is it in beat saber or is it in yeah, beat saber on its, its own it's in beat saber uh it's just one of the options when you go through the difficulties of really? like you know how there's the ones where it's like you can you yeah, choose yeah. it where it's no colors or whatever yeah 360 is an option for some of the songs gotcha i couldn't find it on the songs i was looking at so i thought it was a different mode or a different thing or whatever and have it. it's pretty cool yeah like doing it it's like those few songs i did because i'm also not that great at beat saber but i'm yeah. still kind of like working my way up but it it is very like you're you're working this way and there's like lines coming at you and sometimes like the tracks to the left or right will uh-huh. come up but then it starts going you just start spinning around by the end of it i'm like i have no orientation i'd be terrified to i feel like i'd fall down yeah but with with the quest it, it, you're totally fine yeah because there's like nothing holding you back 
I feel well, like that's that, like they'll find me dead in my apartment from like Beat Saber, like hitting my yeah, head on the couch or something. Sure. Like, yeah, today's the first day where the I, wall. I hit the wall when I was doing uh, Supernatural, where I punched the wall on the side because I wasn't paying attention to my own boundary guidelines. Uh, but the way that it separated itself when I went back and did Beat Saber from it is how I felt even playing normal Beat Saber with like the walls coming at you or you got a sidestep or whatever, go low. Like I felt like I was standing in concrete, whereas Supernatural is triangles come at you and tell you to either do a squat or do a lunge, just either one of the sides or whatever. And you have to go in and you have to maintain, you have to rise up, come down, do these kind of things. And so that's where it's gone. And again, I can't compare it to 360 off. Do you, you know, I'll look it up what songs I can actually use it on and give you more impressions later on. Um, But that's where it separates itself from normal Beat Saber, where it is this rhythm, almost dance workout aerobics exercise where it is jumping all around and spinning around, you know, going around like you're talking about in 360 degrees. But it's been crazy that every day I do it, it feels more and more natural. And I get like a different part of the rhythm too of how I'm supposed to do it. Of follow, They have these like ghost trails on it to show you like when you hit one one of the white or black tiles that you're supposed to, you know, bring it up and come back on the other one. And the coach will be in your ear about like, you know, opening up your arms. Like, I, you know, I don't want you just using your wrists. I want this. Like, are you feeling it in your shoulders or your biceps? And before I've been like, no, I'm feeling it in my wrists. And then today I think, I was actually low on my knees, staying loose, jumping around, you know, here and there, uh, using the the uh, lunges to get me to one side and then reaching up and crossing my body for the other one and stuff like that. It's really interesting. I still don't know, like when the free month's up, it, is it worth 20 bucks a month in terms of this? Now, granted, oh, a lot of people a lot. I've, I've seen call out that, oh, well, you know, it's like a gym membership or whatever, but I still don't know if that's but it's worthwhile. Like, is it though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like Planet Fitness is like 10 bucks a month, right? Yeah, but it is that thing of, I really enjoy it. Like I, re- I do look forward to it. I do sweat. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, you wear the Apple Watch obviously and set the workout for that. And like it tracks it and it's giving me a workout. It's actually accomplishing what it's out to. I do feel good when I do it. I thought, you know, like as somebody who doesn't like uh exercising with people period and having them correct your form like when jen's taking me to yoga or something like that like it grates on me it, i don't want to feel like the center of attention in this one where it is the you know machine coaching you or telling you it's okay to do this or you're starting to miss stuff like not, you know don't focus on that focus on this like okay on these you know on this this is your final stretch of uh notes like i want to see power from you right like you know, it actually works and i do like it and i do enjoy it Okay, so it's an AI coach. It's not like a Peloton kind of thing where there's an actual person there correcting you. No, no, no. It's not like Wait, Peloton. Wait, is that how Peloton works? Theoretically. An actual person? Yeah, you, I, you're, yeah, for Peloton, you're you're like live streaming into class, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so they're reporting workouts too, but yeah, you actually are doing stuff too. Where I think it'll be the coach will be like, all right, Merc City 64, give me 50% more. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah, this is all the, yeah. the AI. And I, and I think... I, I think COVID might have thrown off their plans for how they were going to upload because the first time I ever put it on and did it, it was a welcome message from the coach of the day being like, hey, you know, you, we're sheltering at home too. So usually I'd be there to show you this, that, or the other, but today we're just going in this way. And so they've been opening with, you know, the coach in front of me doing the stretch, coaching you out, and then at the end during the cool down and saying the same stuff. But it's cool. Like, I like it a lot, and I'm actually enjoying it, and I look forward to doing it every morning. Anything else, guys? I'm playing a lot of Persona 5 Royal. Uh, yeah. Last episode, Barrett mentioned uh, during our whole like, what is what is our game of the year so far, right? Barrett wax poetic about Persona 5 Royal and made me really want to check it out because I played through the original Persona 5, loved it, had like slight issues with uh, with like some of the dungeons and stuff, but overall like had an, had a fantastic experience with Persona 5. Um, and like I've been wanting I've been wanting an excuse to kind of go back to Persona 5. Uh, Persona 5 Royal uh, being like a longer version of Persona 5 was kind of a thing that made me go like. 
I don't know if I want to play 120 hours again. <laughs> yeah, like because like it's a Persona Five is, is such a long game, but I it's it's also one of those things where you just want to exist in that world, like you want to keep just playing in that world. Um, and so when Barrett uh, gave his pitch on it, and when he I asked him a question, I think I asked him a question along the lines of like, do when do you start getting getting introduced to like new elements or like does the game feel fresh like as you're playing through like all the all the same dungeons in the same areas uh again and he essentially was like yeah and so i i went back uh because of that and i've actually been having a blast i'm about 20 something hours in now um i've just finished the second palace which is like which is Madarame's uh palace and yeah, like all the small tweaks and changes that they've made to it, I think all seem to make the the dungeons and stuff more dynamic, the combat system more dynamic. Uh, there are a couple of new characters that I met so far that seem really awesome. Um, and overall, I've been having a blast with it. Like, I can't wait to get to the new semester, which now at this point is like still a hundred hours away. But Good lord! We like strangely enough, though, like my second time through this game, I'm having a better time than my fir- than my first time through this game, and I think it is because like I am I'm seeing seeds get sown uh, for what is going to happen later later on in the game. I'm seeing like characters d- uh, developed again, and also I'm like the 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 way the ways in which they're presenting situations I've already been in uh, feel new in like small but cool and unique ways, like with your when when you're uh talking to any, any of your confidants right which are like the special relationships that you that you have in the game right there are characters that you can actually like level up your relationship all the way to level 10 um in the original game you would like hang out with them you would uh have like a couple of dialogue choices with them and you'd level up and that'd be it right now after pretty much every confidant level or at least most of them once you get home from like your activity, they'll then call you up and check on you and be like, Hey, like, you know, thanks for helping me out today. Or, Hey, like, how are you doing? Or, Hey, like, hope you got home safe. And small tweaks like that, I think have gone like a, a, a long way into developing, developing these characters even more in a way where uh, there's a character Ryuji, who's one of the first characters you meet in the game. His character, my first time around, I like, I thought he was like fine, but I didn't necessarily like love him. Like he, he very much struck me as like, kind of like that, that like annoying dude that kind of just like i don't know kind of gets on your nerves sometimes but you hang around you hang around him because he's cool you know he's like he's still friendly he's still the homie but like sometimes he just he just needs to shut up um nick this time this time around some of that extra dialogue i was wondering who we're gonna insult i I, I didn't know who i feel like nick was the safest answer (laughs) i didn't have anybody in mind as i was saying in fact like i i feel like i feel like he's kind of the the trope of like like Sokka in The Last Airbender, which I'm also watching uh, right now, but like he's that kind of character where it's like we love you, but at the same time, like you're that annoying dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. This time around, like th- there were certain there's certain new dialogue that was added that made me go like, you know what, man, this guy's pretty cool. I kind of like this guy. Like he's <laughs> he's the homie. Like of course, like he gets on my nerves right now and then, but like overall, like he's the homie. He's chill. He's here for me. He's all that stuff. And so. You know, I've been I've been really enjoying that aspect, and I think that I think that I I found to be interesting while playing the game that I didn't I didn't necessarily foresee is that it's it's been a it's been a great game to play as an escape, right? As we're all kind of trapped at home because the whole point or a large part of the game is being social, exploring Tokyo, like building relationships, building friendships, talking to people, and I feel like this this game has been not necessarily like replacing that for me by any means. Um, but it's been like it's been a, fr- a breath of fresh air 
right? Almost, I mean, not literally, but almost literally in the sense that like I get to just hang out, you know, and, and be outside and 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 uh, see my relationship develop with all these different characters. <laughs> and so it's been that for me in the way that I also played Telling Lies last week. And Telling Lies is a game that is all about uh, building relationships, or not building relationships, but like seeing people's relationships play out via uh, phone calls and webcams and all that stuff. Like these two games have been kind of the the opposite side of the same coin in some ways, you know, given given the lockdown situation that we're in. Um, and you know, both of them, I like, I, I'm I enjoyed my experience with Telling Lies very much. Um, but it's been it's been a cool like dynamic thing to see like. Oh yeah, as I'm playing Telling Lies, like I'm starting to feel away because like, yeah, all this is going on through video chat and like I don't know, it's hidden close to home in a way that I didn't foresee. And then Persona 5, I'm like, oh yeah, I get to kind of get out and hang and hang out. Like it's been a really fun experience through that. And so both Telling Lies and Persona 5, uh, played, enjoyed, recommend, obviously. One of the things I was thinking about when Barrett was talking about last week was like an issue I had with Persona 5 was that the pacing of the villains was kind of off. Because, like, you had Kamoshida, who is a teacher raping his students. And then yeah. you have the next guy is like, oh, he steals paintings from his students. Like, that's bad. I agree. <laughs> Not as bad as the first guy. Well, that's, that's my thing, too. Kamoshida is, is the most villainous character in Persona 5. And he's, like, the first one yeah. you encounter. He's your, and you're like, he's your starter palace. Yeah, he's your starter villain. And, like, I feel like most of the villains in Persona 5 don't hold a candle to Kamoshida. Because you, yeah. you feel a way about Kamoshida. Because he yeah. has a direct impact on basically like all of your starting party and so by the time you get past him and by, by the time you're meeting all these different villains it's like yeah like you steal paintings but this guy is an <laughs> asshole over here <laughs> like that guy beat up like my friend <laughs> like you know like it, it's different but yeah I'm, I'm i'm with you in terms of the pacing of the villains is kind of off in a way where i kind of wish kamoshida kind of came back around to be the last villain i understand why he didn't because that wouldn't necessarily make sense but yeah, i was kind of expecting it the other time i was like no no they're bringing him back they can't just like have that guy as a starter and no like he's the perfect I, asshole like because yeah. he's just like he's he's that buff dude like that buff jock who you're like man fuck this guy and like obviously like he's he's an he's an asshole but you get rid of him pretty early and so it's like you know like, i guess i did the job i guess like i guess yeah you know what so we're doing that's why i never got too much further right and that's why at 35 hours i was like i'm done i stopped <laughs> him and then i, I stopped oh, the guy awesome. who stole paintings and i was like you know what peace out <laughs> too many freaking stopping bank robbers every day stopping lex luther after a while speaking to that like bless you uh also like greg prefer persona 4 over persona 5 do you think that playing through royale might change that um it's hard because persona 4 is literally like 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 my second favorite game of all time um and i think a lot of that comes down to the characters and the story like i i feel like there's such the, the characters in persona 4 uh they do such a good job of making you really connect with those stories like i don't know like not like you know nanako and uh uh his name is dojima nanako's dad um and like and and yosuke and chie and all them like i feel like those characters are so unique and dynamic in a way where i just don't i i love the cast of persona 5 i just don't love them as much as the cast in persona 4 where that that definitely is like a, a big reason why i prefer persona 4 um but as i'm playing through persona 5 royal now like like i i am starting to grow fonder of it and like appreciate all of the small details and like the visual style of it obviously being incredible like the second time around i'm i'm enjoying that stuff a lot more in a way where if they really if they really do stick the landing the way that i've heard people talk about it 
um in that in that last semester and in the new content then you know possibly yeah i could take the place of persona 4 for me but it's 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 hard persona 4 is just so unique and like holds such a special place in my heart as a game there you go so now guys i want to move on to the topic of the show that being what game launches were we most hyped for now to start this off because i've been thinking a lot you know we're in a weird place right now where i think for the first time ever in video games we're at this point where with the exception i guess of the last of us all the big releases that are imminent are out now and we don't really have too many things that we're looking forward to there's like ideas of things we're looking forward to but there's not like the hype of that we saw the last couple months of release 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 right sure so looking back on on our lives and how video games have changed so much to jump this off i want to talk about midnight releases right we've all been to a couple in our lives correct mm-hmm. oh yeah yep my question is what was the last midnight release you went to when you when you say midnight release are you talking about just picking up a physical game at midnight or like it's an event going on. I'm talking about going going somewhere to physically get a game at midnight. Because mm. I'm struggling to remember the last time I, I actually did that. I, I think it might have been Street Fighter 4. I think if we count really? alongside the console, for me, it was like Breath of the Wild and the Switch. Because granted, I was working that night too. So I was also like at the Best Buy just there and i was like all right i'm just gonna take this home but like i can't think of another one i've done since then because i was even then though did you have one pre-ordered or i had one pre-ordered yeah and were you just you were you picking up your pre-order at that time as well or are you just covering it i was i was there at best buy working at best buy like i was selling people switches and i was like when that was all over i got it I uh, picked up or picked up my switch and also picked up my brothers and sent it to him. But yeah, Greg Miller, I see you thinking. Yeah, well, I'm, it's not a. I'm I'm in Imran's boat of like. So growing up in the burbs of Chicago, uh, Glen Ellen, DuPage County, represent. Obviously, I was going over to Stratford Square Mall all the time, getting my games, and the uh, EB in the mall, which would later become obviously a GameStop. And the Funkalan over there, they didn't do midnight releases. So growing up, it wasn't something I was doing often, right? And so then I start racking my brain to figure out what it was. And obviously, like, I think of the PlayStation 2, obviously, which I've t- told the story a million times or ever of lining up for it. But as I even go back, and I'm going to, I, I think you include working stuff when we worked uh, events or whatever, I want to say it might have been the launch of the PlayStation 3 covering it for the newspaper, for the Tribune that it was the last time I was at a store for a midnight release. And then I'm hazy on that because there was definitely some time when we were working at IGN that I went downtown for some release. But it wasn't a game. It might have even just been a Halo. It might have been a Halo where we were down there for some Halo just event Halo. that IGN <laughs> wanted people. To, well, I mean, like, clearly I'm not the guy for that, right? Like, I just went because it was like, I forget if IGN was partnered with something. But why I started thinking is that I think I have a video of me working it's from my perspective, but escorting out the person's first PlayStation 3. <laughs> That's awesome. On YouTube. And it's going to take me a second. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to send you this video uh, <laughs> on Slack here. And this is, yeah, this is me at midnight in Columbia, Missouri, illegally recording inside a Walmart. 
for my <laughs> stupid blog. Kevin, I'm saying it to your personal one, not asking. All right, I'll, I'll grab it in a second. Oh, almost crashed Slack, didn't it? There it is. There, it went twice. But yeah, this is that, honestly blowing my mind that it's been so but, long for you guys. Like PS, well, I mean, PS3. Like, I mean, like, here's the thing is I feel like obviously for me, it stops at what, 2007? Because I went to work at IGN where it was suddenly we were reviewing stuff. So I think we were getting mm-hmm. things ahead of time. And if you were, even if, no, I think we got everything ahead of time, right? Even if, because even if it was you're waiting for, I'm trying to think at IGN, what's the last game? I remember being an event where we all went to the mall and bought it or all did whatever. And like, I think of the original Red Dead where we were at Judges Week and I remember me, Damon, and Ty Root weren't allowed into whatever judge thing they were. So we drove to a LA area Best Buy and went in there and all bought Red Dead and left. <laughs> and I think the only reason we didn't get it, it was that, you know, obviously there was a shipment from Rockstar that came to IGN, but it was that we were already down here doing our thing. So we might as well just get it. So we had it for the weekend and we're ready to go. And so, yeah, like in terms of a personal thing, I think I was always as a kid, not having been that release is number one. But as a kid who was like so, I felt ahead of the curve on what video games were. I was always looking for people to break street dates, and you always found people who broke street dates. Yeah. Like that's where it goes back to. You know what I mean? Like when you talk, when you ask the question of like video game launches, I'm sure you know you, uh, people would think of me telling my stupid PlayStation Two story again. But I go back to WrestleMania 2000, where I was just so obsessed about it and old enough to have a car that I could drive my car or you know the family car. And I remember every day after school at high school calling through the lineup of stores asking if people had it out early if they were whatever. And I'll never forget calling that Walmart and being like, "Hey, yeah, you know, electronics department get transferred to electronics department. Some person picks up who has no idea what the fuck they're talking about." I'm like, "Yeah, do you have WrestleMania on in 64? Totally ready for them to say no." And they're like, "Yeah." And it was like three days ahead of launch. I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you say you have it? And like, yeah. And I'm like, and it's out right now. Go, go, go. Yeah. And it, it was. It I ran to the car, I jumped in the car, drove very crazily and stupidly to get there and i'll never forget i've told the story on ign podcast i think probably even our own it's just a blur but driving so fucking excited driving uh and i is we got to i was driving along the road the walmart's over here and it's the side of it just the brick side of walmart and i looked out at my mirror and there was two kids running like but they were like kids like 13 12 or whatever I was like, oh, that's cool. And I looked over and one of them was wearing a Cactus Jack shirt, like a Mick Foley shirt. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, I'm going to, I'm not losing to these fucking kids. <laughs> like, like, sped up, like, legally turned, legally turned and ran in there. Like, dude, I was about to do the house. And like, yeah. And they had like a million that were out and they just gave me one. I went home and I remember it was that, that was the one where I went home and I, I, it would have been, it would have been a Thursday where I'd gone from high school to pick up the school newspaper that I would have put on the lunch tables and Friday morning. And I got that game and I went back home. I picked up the papers. I drove to Poe's house and I was like, Hey, you need to put these out. Cause I'm not coming to school tomorrow. <laughs> you need to, I know that you don't give a shit about newspapers. He's like, what, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, I go in there between every lunch break. He's like, I'm just going to put them all down to the first lunch break. I'm like, good enough. See you later. Good. It's all and we went need. home and just fucked off and played a WrestleMania 2000. And it was like, that thing where I, you know, dra- dragged uh, my bl- comforter and pillows downstairs and like literally played, like couldn't keep my eyes open, slept, woke up, played the rest of the day, just fucking playing WrestleMania 2000 because it was so goddamn good. I love it, man. Nine three one eight eight nine six was the phone number for Toys R Us, where I would call religiously about any game release, trying to get that date, trying to break that street date. <laughs> My favorite breaking of the date story I have is uh, I went to get a I was at the the midnight release for Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube. It was one of the first times I ever went out for one of these things that they had. Uh, it was over at Stonestown at EB. And uh, eventually, like I was there. We were waiting in line or whatever. And the guy came out. And he was like, 
hey, does anyone in this line also want to get F-Zero GX on GameCube? <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah. Like that, But that game didn't come out for another like 20 days. Oh, wow. And he's like, you guys can buy it now. And I remember having to call my mom and being like, hey, I need you to figure out a way to like get me money right now. Because like, <laughs> I was like, I need this. And she said like her friend who lived kind of in the area literally drove to me to give me money because uh, awesome. my mom didn't have a car. And it was like, fine, fuck it, we'll do this. And the guy got me a copy of F-Zero. So I got home with Soul Calibur and F-Zero. I was so excited for Soul Calibur that uh going into this but then i had f0 i'm like well fuck it i'm playing that first <laughs> so i played that I'm, i'll never forget though going back uh in a couple weeks to to like whatever buy another game look at some shit and the guy was fired because totally wow I mean, he broke that street day by so much and like i was yeah. like oh what the fuck happened to that guy like oh yeah no he totally fucked up he said he was allowed to sell it he was not <laughs> so <laughs> oh my God. i had f0 it was great that's Kevin, funny. can we see that video of the PS3 with the sound up? I haven't watched it since I recorded it in 2006. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm moving things around. Give me one second. Okay. I'm moving them around. There right. it is. Let's take the mute off. Uh, you guys can't hear it, can you? Nope. No. Sorry, wasn't equipped for sound. Give me one second. It's all good. It's garbage shark on fire. People wanted, they got what they got. That's how it is, people. That's what but you so eventually, see. Greg, what was your first then? Midnight first launch. Watch. All right. Midnight launch. Hold on, let's see this. What's it feel like? Oh, man, it feels great. Oh, I almost felt like crap though. Yeah, I know. What'd you think when the check got declined? <laughs> I was like, what? And then I thought about it. We never had to write a check before ever. Yeah. Like for other than like electronics, like the bills. Was it worth it? Oh yeah. Oh. Well, I couldn't tell know. you until I opened. They don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> about to get layered. Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> what, did, what did you buy that six hundred dollars system for? You fucking did nothing for it. So what was my first midnight launch then? Probably the PS2. It probably was where. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, that was yeah. I'm thinking in my head, right? It's got to be right because I remember it being a rare thing back when I was growing up that that video game stores or any store would do that and make a big deal about selling something at midnight. Usually, like I said, it was a Walmart or a Target not understanding what they had or not giving a shit if it said don't sell before and just putting it out because games weren't where they are now, and I don't think there was as many uh, eyes on them and attention on it, and it wasn't as big of a business, and so. Yeah, I think it was PS2 where, you know, I had uh, known I wanted a PS2 from the jump and I forget why, but I didn't get my pre-order in early enough. So I got a pre-order at Funko Land, but it was very much like you're not getting it on launch date. Like you're not getting it October 26th. I was like, fuck. All right. Um, and so my friend Adam Brown, work, I went to high school with him. He worked at Meyer, which if you don't know, is like a yep. Walmart superstore, right? That does a, it does a whole bunch of different. He worked there and was like, I checked with the electronics department. They're staying, it, you know, they were 24 hours, which again, you know, we're talking 2000, right? Was a rarity in the burbs of Chicago in a lot of ways. And he was like, they are staying open. So like, I remember it, like, you know, you're a kid. I remember driving to St. Charles where this was or Batavia maybe, which isn't that far, but was far enough that it was a weird thing to do on a school night to go over there and, you know, fucking drive in the middle of nowhere. 
and it was that we uh, went to school and then I went right from school straight to there and Adam couldn't come for whatever reason. I forget if he had practice or maybe he was working in a different department, but it was me with two folding chairs, my backpack with uh, the EGM PlayStation two guide and then blue, a bunch of other stuff. Blue. It's like that goddamn yeah. thick. Yeah. It's, it's what's well, at the office. I guess I do. I still have, them. or maybe it's in, actually it's in there in Lucy's room on the bookshelf. I'll never get rid of it. Uh, and it was that, yeah, I drove over there, walked in, Walked in the electronics department where Adam swore they were going to sell it at midnight and walked in and no, nothing. There's two clerks there talking at the cash register and they looked at me with my chair and bag and I was just like, I'm here for the PlayStation 2 launch. I'm, I'm, I'm not a loser. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll never get like, I just rolled his eyes like, all right, sit here. And I folded up the little chair, sat there and about 20, 30 minutes later, somebody else showed up and I was like, this is my friend Adam's seat. And then he's like, and like, all right, no big deal. And then throughout the night, more and more people came and it was that weird electricity and energy that again like i you i, I don't know there it is good job kept bringing go. it up um Beautiful. it's a weird energy that if you've never done a midnight release or haven't done one in a while or maybe you don't remember your first one since i did so few of them because they were so few and far between growing up like it was this energy this excitement this nervousness you know what i mean like i had that stupid i i was a kid so i you know in high school i had no credit card or anything like that so i had $370 in cash on me in a money belt that I had from France that I was wearing underneath my shirt. Like, uh, you know, the lines gets there and, and then people start milling about. And I remember getting super defensive about like, well, I'm number one in line. Like Adam's number two, like, don't, you know what I mean? Like what the fuck's going on? There was an argument of how many people actually, how many systems there actually were. And I remember like oh, so checking stressful. every 45 minutes with the, they're like, you're number one. Like we got one. You're going to get it. <laughs> Calm down. You know what I mean? And then finally at midnight, which of course felt like the end of, you know, nine hours is how long we I waited for that thing. Felt like this incredibly long time when in reality it wasn't at all. <laughs> you finally got my hands on it, right? And got it and was so excited and went back to Adam's house. And, uh, you know, we plugged his in and played like SSX for like two seconds. And then his mom was like, you guys should really go to bed because it was a school night. We were going to school the next day. And I remember going to sleep in the basement or whatever. And like not being able to sleep and waking up and turning it on and like just pulling it out of the box and holding it just like yeah, i fucking have yeah, it because i you know this so is the cool. story of course you know that i got the job at walmart uh being a cashier for the summer and i told my mom like you know point blank like i'm doing this but i'm doing this mainly to buy this playstation thing in october and like i'm not you know I mean? she's like whatever like be able to pay these bills but do that whatever and i remember hating that job at walmart so much that on my lunch break i'd go out to uh, uh not fye what was it back in the day uh one of those dvd stores that was in the mall same strip goody? mall no we it wasn't same good it doesn't matter uh but those kind of stores where i bought like ghostbusters and mall rats dvds because we didn't have a dvd player but the ps2 so i'm buying dvds in like june and then on my <laughs> lunch break i'm sitting there reading the back of the box while i sit in my car dreading imagining, back into believing <laughs> yeah watching the, the deleted scenes listen to the commentaries Bless, I'm interested in, in yours. What is your first and last midnight launch? My so my last one is honestly probably Red Dead Redemption 2. Right? Like I wow. I didn't stop. Yeah, like I didn't stop doing midnight launches until oh I mean midnight launch in the sense that it was like a 9 p.m. launch because I yeah. uh, Red Dead 2 came out when I was in Seattle. Um, but I didn't stop doing that until my Best Buy Gamer Club unlock like went up. And then that's when I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna buy games on Amazon and get Amazon Amazon Prime um but like yeah like midnight launches have been like a regular thing for me over the last like i guess seven or so years like the first one i can remember and this is probably gonna shock y'all is probably gta 5 like gta 5 
Yeah. Like, oh my God. I remember San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I, I think it comes down to kind of like where I was at at the time. Cause in 2013, I was in college and for the most part up to up to that point like if i was buying a game i'll i'd usually be buying it uh cheap like i'd be buying like the ten dollar games at at gamestop because i just didn't have the disposable income to be buying games at full price um or like even earlier than that like i would borrow games from from friends like i never really i was never really like on time when it came to games coming out because i was always i I never had that disposable income uh and my parents weren't actually that huge on buying games for me um, they like they they were all, they were always like of the mind of like we're not gonna let this kid get distracted from like his studies in high school and all that stuff. <laughs> that um, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That, that worked <laughs> out perfect. Um, and so like I would always have to find find ways to either buy games that are like ten dollars or fifteen dollars or find some sort of deal where it's like GameStop. Uh, like I could I could get like the buy two get one free that they do all the time. Um. And so GTA Five was probably the first game where I, I did the midnight release because that was that was the first instance I remember of being like, I have to I have to have this game <laughs> like I can't not have this game. Um, but then also like I I was at a point where I had the disposable disposable income to to buy that game right like I couldn't buy games regularly but I could make I could I could set aside some money to get this one game because I need it. Um, and so I remember like going to GameStop that midnight it was like the, the the college campus game spot at the university of illinois on green street and i remember being shocked because the line was out of this world like <laughs> the line went down the block uh and in the GameStop, they're basically like having a party where they had like the and i hope i'm not snitching on this GameStop. i don't even know if this GameStop is still there anyway but you know they set up like street fighter people were playing street fighter 4 on ps3 um people were having a good time i think they I don't think hmm, I'm trying. I, in my mind, I remember there being ping pong, but that that has to be impossible. It must have. They must, they must How have had that impossible. <laughs> but like, Where the fuck you put the table? Tables in this game stuff. They must have had some other like. It might have been like um like the the sandbag game where you're like throwing the the bags. bag of sand into like. Is it just called bags? Is bags I could, or cornhole? I could believe must, that yeah. they had ping pong because Rockstar did make table tennis. So I could see like True. a GameStop manager going like, "Well, these people like Rockstar stuff." Let's have some table oh, tennis. Yeah, let's, let's bust out table tennis. It must have been uh, been bags because that was definitely like a popular thing to do in Champaign, Illinois. Oh, yeah. um, and so, but like they had activities going on. People were chilling, hanging out, and all that stuff. And I remember that. I remember that night being crazy too, because like, like there were quite a few people where I was like, "Oh snap!" Like Sam, what, what are you doing here? And he was like, "Oh, I'm picking <laughs> up GTA Five. Like there was there was enough people to where like there were multiple instances of me like recognizing folks and being like, "Oh," and like not even just folks from college, but like folks from like high school and being like, "Oh snap, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a minute." And so that, so the, that the GTA Five launch was the cultural event of your town. Honestly, honestly, yes. Like, it, it, I mean, at least for my age bracket, like it felt that way. It <laughs> felt like a huge event um, because GTA Five was really that game where it was like, like, ev- like everybody was show- was showing up for it. Everybody needed needed that game, and that was that's the first one I remember. And then yeah, like uh, midnight launches, especially when I when I got that disposable disposable income to mess around with, uh, and was able to like got to a point where I was able to kind of attend those regularly, especially for uh, games that I really wanted physical, like, you know, uh, midnight, midnight releases became somewhat of a regular thing um, because I would prefer physical over digital. Um, And so, yeah, I, I, up, up until very recently, like I did quite a few of them. That's so cool. Yeah, man. Imran. Mm. What was your first? My first ever. 
I don't know if this counts because I was like four years old, but like, because remember NES games were real fuzzy about when they actually came out. Oh, yeah. So like there was the Nintendo Zone inside Toys R Us. I remember having the, the direct line for whatever reason to the Nintendo Zone. And my mom had just taught me how to use the phone. So I think I was calling like about Castlevania 3 every day because it was like a weird cartridge shortage going on around at the, t- the time. And like at some point, the guy was just like, Look, I will tell you if we have some. I was like, I don't believe you. It hung up. You trying to play me, man. Dude, the idea of a four-year-old Imran sitting there with what I assume are the exact same glasses you're wearing now on the phone to have a very serious conversation with this dude being like, no, 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 you're not going to call me. And I know that. I don't believe you. But I I did call at some point. I called, like, I remember saying, like, can you kick me to the Nintendo zone or something like that? And they did. And I was like, and the guy immediately just knew that it was me. And was, he's like, you're calling about Castlevania, right? It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, we have some. So I, like, smash the phone into the thing and, like, go to my mom. I was like, mom, we have to go to Toys R Us right now. I'm not in Toys R Us because Toys R Us was, would have been in Memphis. And that was probably too far a drive. But it was, like, it was close to closing for already before we even left. But I was like, we need to do this right now. If we wait till tomorrow, I will die. So <laughs> she, we did up some like re, might have been Walmart because we, I think we got groceries at the same time or whatever. But like some reason for it to make sense for us to leave the house and go get this. We go there and I go to like we go to the Nintendo Zone to like Castlevania Three right now. And guys like pulls it out of the thing or pulls it from underneath the counter, puts it on the thing, starts ringing it up, and then in this moment of like, I don't have any money. How do people pay for things? <laughs> So I, get, I just got to, like, wait at that counter, like, until, because my mom is in eyesight. Like, she sees me, and I'm, like, waving her down. But she's like, I'm doing groceries. I don't care. And does, like, grabs all her stuff and comes over. and like, hey, this costs $50. Please pay that. And then she's like, she just says no. And we try, start trying <laughs> to leave. And I'm like, wait, wait, let me explain to you why this is so important. I forget what the actual reasoning was, but. I think I told her, like, if I didn't get this now, I would never have another chance to get it. Like, never in my life. So she, I guess, not knowing enough about video games or just thought that I was, if I'm, if I'm willing to lie to that extent, then surely I should get this. <laughs> like, we, we go back, we pick it up, we buy the thing, we go home, I fall asleep in the car, and do not, like, she just puts me in bed, like, whatever. I wake up the next day, convinced that entire thing was a dream. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know where the thing is until, like, at some point, I think my brother tells me, like, or says something about it. I was like, that must have actually happened. So I go to my mom and actually try to find it. She's like, yeah, I hid that until your grades get better. Or not grades oh get better. Like, oh, like, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's a move my parents would make. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my first one. That was, yeah, I would, if that counts as a midnight launch. The only other one I can remember, like, being a physical part, like, going there specifically for a midnight launch at midnight was the game I was probably the most hyped for in my life was Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Mm. I love that you brought this up. (laughs) Please tell your story. So I I, usually not much for a midnight launch guy. I could wait until next day or, you know, I would find the people who, like, it fell off the back of a truck and they were selling it a little bit early. Whatever. This one, I was so desperate to ha- like if you weren't around at that time the smash brothers brawl hype cycle was the most insane thing in the world 
Like Japan time. Japan time, dude. Yeah. Let's go. I remember staying up to like 3 a.m. to see every like, night. Yeah. And the update would be like, Bowser has claws now. And like, holy shit, he's got claws. And then like, I remember working a, like a job that required me to go to sleep at a certain time. So I would wake up an hour earlier so I could wake up, see the thing on my laptop, freak out, and, and like message all my friends, like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And it, that was basically for like a year and a half of that happening. What a so, moment. Yeah, it was it the most hyped. Like, I'm not even kidding. The most hyped I've ever been for a video game. Yeah. So when I I, agree. I, I went to the midnight launch, it was at a GameStop. I typically went reserved it at a GameStop that was not part of a mall because I didn't want to risk the mall being closed. The mall being closed, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like this one's just part of a strip mall, like on its own outside. When I got there at like 7 p.m., there were already people like waiting outside. And I had, I had a pre-order. I was safe, but I still wanted to be as early in the picking up process as I could. So I was like fourth or fifth people and I was going to wait five hours to make that happen. And this GameStop had like, like Blessing described, like that party kind of atmosphere. They had like sandwiches. There was a uh, tournament of people playing Sessler's Melee. And at, at some point they move us from the outside into the like inside of the store to like, you know, because they want us to buy more stuff. They want us to not just be waiting outside in the bitter cold. Uh, I remember he, overhearing someone say, Oh yeah, they called this guy's name, but he wasn't around, so they gave away his copy. And I know in retrospect that cannot possibly be true because they haven't called anyone's name yet. But in my head, I'm like, fuck that. If I'm not there to pick up my copy, then whatever. So I'm sitting there, they're holding like a specialist melee tournament. And I'm not there's obviously better specialist melee players in the world, but I'm not that bad at that game. So I was playing that. And while they while the tournament was tournament was going on, they were calling names. I hear them, I think, call my name. And there's a thought process of should I finish this match, or should I just go do that? And that Damn. thought process lasted a second. I just literally drop the controller on the ground and just walk away oh and just go God. straight to the counter. Like me, that's me. Give me my copy. <laughs> so I picked it up, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna ha- we're gonna play some together if you guys want to if you want to hang out." I recall just laughing and like walking back to my car and like literally speeding, breaking the law on the <laughs> way home to just that's the best. Yeah, to like put that disc in my way and just start playing that game. I think I played like the adventure mode for about two hours, and some part of me was like, "Yeah, this is kind of boring," but on the other hand, it was like, "No, this game rocks." This but this is, is hype, though. <laughs> yeah, this is the hype was still like alive. But yeah, that was, I think that was like my first real midnight launch. I love that, man. I will never forget my Smash Brothers Brawl launch experience. So parts of the story are not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just like you, and I could not wait to get my hands on this game. And I will never forget the day that it leaked. And I was like, I will move hell in high water. <laughs> to get this game however the fuck I can get this game. And there was these things called torrents. You may or may not know. I don't know if this happened. Oh, I don't know if this bit happened or not. Oh, it, of course I don't it know didn't if this happen. happened or this not. This would That's never cool. happen. I don't know about this whole thing. But if it were to have happened, it would have been the first time ever that a Wii game required a, a dual-layered Blu-ray disc. And good lord. Finding one of those was so hard to do at the time, but I eventually found one with Kevin. We went to a Best Buy, not the Best Buy near us. It was like three Best Buys away. <laughs> we got these verbatim Blu-ray discs or not. I'm not sure if we did or not. Nobody guys. knows if this actually 
Nobody this, knows. This may so or may not be this. a story. <laughs> but we got it home and uh, was able to get it on the disc and, and play this game. And it had it was the entire game with the exception of cutscenes. They were the one thing that, that had not leaked. So we had Smash Brothers Brawl approximately a month and a half before the game came out. Wow. And if I remember correctly, it was a worldwide launch. Yeah, I think so. Because it got delayed from November or whatever to, to March. And we had this game. We're freaking the fuck out, obviously. But the thing we were freaking out the most about was that before the launch happened of this game, there was a tournament. Nintendo was doing a tournament where they were going to come and preview the game in San Francisco. And there was a Smash Brothers Brawl tournament. No one's played Brawl. We've played Brawl. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like, oh, shit. So me and Curran waited in line for like 12 hours to get into this tournament. Because, of course, everyone's trying to get their hands on the game for the first time. We're there talking so much shit to everyone in line because we're like, we're about to fuck y'all up because a lot of, it was meta knight was playable ike was playable it's like these people don't know how to play them it, like we have so much experience now from playing this game and i'll never fucking forget us getting in that tournament we kicked so much ass like <laughs> so much i eventually ended up getting killed Curran kept going kept winning and the dude that he ended up beating was so good at melee and so like appalled that he lost it's this dude named simon who was probably 10 years older than us at the time <laughs> this right? sounds like a movie we're this still like, like you might know him better we're as like... hungry box <laughs> <laughs> no it's this, this dude i'll Simon. never lose again he said we were like 17 and 18 and he was definitely closer to 30 and he was there with his girlfriend and he lost to her and was so fucking mad but he was just like how did you know how to do that like what how how did you play Meta Knight that well? Because he's doing the thing like flying under the stage, like <laughs> dodging all the it was it was offensive, like what we did for sure. Was it cheating? I don't know. We didn't do it. But my favorite part of the story is that the Simon guy was just like, no, for reals, what the fuck? And we ended up telling him, and he's like, Look, I need to play this game. <laughs> if I pay you guys. Can oh, I God. come over and play it? Oh, my me, God. Me and Kurt are like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so this grown-ass man who's my age now, but to me being a teenager who was an adult, was going to pay. We charged him $60. Jesus Christ. And he came to my mom's house. And it was just me, him, and Curry playing Smash Brothers Brawl. And we ended up playing all night. We became friends with this dude. We ended up playing with him for years to come. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but That's actually favorite, a beautiful story. This, this leads into us going into the Brawl Midnight Lodge that also had a tournament at GameStop. <laughs> and me, Simon, and Curry fucked people up. We didn't even have a copy pre-ordered. <laughs> we just went to... <laughs> it was awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, it, like, for, again, I mean, it's different stories or whatever, but, like, uh, for the Brawl launch, right, like, that I remember that I had just started IG and I was looking around trying to find it, but I can't. Uh, but I remember having like a, a party at my house, yeah, and, and when I made my house, I mean the first place we lived. Am I like am I, with my ex wife and this fucking shitty ass attic apartment? And like Craig was there and Andre was there, and I remember for some reason Craig, Craig Baradon. No, no, Craig Harris. Oh, Harris. Baradon, okay, Baradon, okay, Baradon, yeah. Too cool yeah. to fucking play Smash. He's a 
he's out there working out drinking a protein shake uh no but we were there and i remember for some reason maybe bozon was in town too i think bozon might have been there and I'm, I'm also probably confusing this with the mario kart launch party maybe i'm thinking the mario kart launch party but i remember i forget i remember having this weird nintendo thing there because it was one of my franchises it must have been kart on my birthday and, and somebody brought uh the budweiser mixed with clamato like that was like their joke that we all took shots of because like we're <laughs> celebrating the release of this game we were all so hyped for like that's it for me is like i don't have many midnight release stories but i have so many stories attached to the release of a video game and why it mattered to me and what it actually you know meant to me and so like you know you know for this thing for the title of the show or whatever being like you know your most hype you've been for a game launch right like i think that list is so much longer than midnight releases and i think Mm, granted it's just i think you know how you're raised or where you are like you know the burbs of chicago at the time weren't doing this so there was no angle and even columbia i think about i think about uh the release of GTA three. And I remember uh, being out with antlers and it was one of our friends was going to perform that night at a bar or whatever, and they could get everybody in. And they asked me, are you coming? And I'm like, Oh man, I'm out of vice city. And I was like, are you coming? And I'm like, no, GTA vice city is coming out. And if it's really good, I'm not going out. And the, one of the guys who I was with just turns to the other guys like, he's not coming out. Like that's, I guarantee that game's great. <laughs> and it was that thing of like, it was, but it was, I, you know, I, I would always go, pre-order the games and then get them when the stores open or when i could get over there it was never like i it was always you know regular business hours that i remember going over for stuff growing up or getting games it was just how it was it was run i remember being late for a job interview because marvel versus capcom 3 was out and i wanted to go pick it up so like i arranged the like schedule so i figured okay maybe i could drive there but if I take the bus, I can take the bus back and I'll end up at the mall. At the mall, it would give me an excuse to buy Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So I did that, but the bus was late, so I ended up being late for the job interview itself. I got the job anyway. But like, <laughs> it was it was a thing of like, the main calculus was, if I could end up in a situation where I can buy Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I will buy that game. So I'm going to engineer a situation, regardless of what else happens, to end up in there. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. Like, I think it was... <laughs> If I'm right, oh God, which one was it? No, it would have been the other one. It was uh, when I same deal when I had one of my summer jobs. I think it is. I'm looking trying to find the. These are all YouTube videos, of course. But one of the ECW wrestling games came out because, of course, this is all that my life ran around. Right, you know, 2000. <laughs> Video games like wrestling. That. You're there. ECW Anarchy Rules. Right. When did it come out? August 15th, uh, 20 2000. So let me run that through in my head real quick. I think that's the job I'm thinking of. Yes 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 uh and it was that this game was coming out and i was so fucking hyped for it and i was working at petland the pet shop i worked at and it was that thing where i couldn't get the day off work and i was like all right no big deal and so then like the august 15th came around i went and bought the fucking game and then just called in sick i was like sorry i can't come in don't don't feel good or whatever <laughs> and then like a moron like i told one of our coworkers who was the son of like our boss i don't know what the fuck i was thinking i mentioned that to him weeks later then i fucking quit the job anyways so who cares but it was this whole thing of like, what the fuck was I thinking? Why would I do that? But I had to be there for the hot ECW anarchy rules acclaim action. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, I've told this story before, so I'm gonna keep it quick, but I gotta talk about Halo 2. Like it Smash Brothers Brawl is undeniably my number one most hyped game that like I was aware of leading up to the launch and being there for the launch, and it got a little weird because I got it early. Uh, but Halo 2 was definitely the game that I was looking forward to the most and like counting down the days to November 9th of being able to go 
for the midnight release. And I've, I've told the story before on podcast where it was me, Kerr, and Alfredo. Them both way better at Halo, way more into Halo than I was. But I was still in the zeitgeist with them. And they were fighting over who was going to get to be first in line, to be the first person to get that beautiful steel case box. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about that. It was the silver with just the blue two on it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. So nice. Um, and for out, we were there for hours, and I was third in line, the two of them fighting constantly over who got to play, who got to get it first. And by the time we went in, both of their pre-orders had weird issues, so I got it first. <laughs> and it was just like the best fucking thing ever. But that night was so memorable because we were young ass kids. We were like probably all 13 at that point. And uh, we're at this this GameStop, the one at Lakeshore, uh right near our office currently. And it was a, uh, it was just us for so long, but eventually the line starts getting longer and longer and went around the block and they were holding to that midnight release. They're like, no matter what we are not opening before midnight, like whatever, but they opened copies of the game inside the store and we saw them playing multiplayer from outside the oh window God, and they were totally God. taunting us. Like it was so <laughs> fucked up, but it just built the hype even more. Sure. Uh, but the hype was ruined when the blockbuster across the street, like, and when I say across the street, I mean across the parking lot. And when I say yeah, parking yeah. lot, I mean it is two lanes. It is like it is like twenty feet away. Um, at nine p.m., some dude casually just walks in, walks out like, like, did you just get Halo? It's like, oh yeah, yeah they're selling, they're selling, they've been selling it all day. <laughs> That's funny. Our whole line was freaking out, but it's a bunch of kids, so all yeah. of us were like, well. We can't like we don't have the money. <laughs> like, yeah, what are we gonna do? We invest. We can't just buy here, return right? it, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we had three more hours. Just wait. We're like big. We're like, they they're selling it there, and they're like, we don't care, and they just kept playing. Yeah, yeah. The other one again, not a midnight launch, but like a launch memory I won't forget is when I wanted to when I went all in on the Wii and like when you know uh, it was that thing of I have all these plays the videos uh, that I sent uh, the video I sent Kevin has a bunch of other videos up there of me covering both uh the playstation 3 launch and then the wii launch and i remember ps3 launch so many people were at and we did not have the same buzz at least in columbia missouri and it was that when they i didn't line up to get the wii i lined up to get the wii pre-order at the game stop in the mall or eb whatever it was at the time and i remember similar thing of like is the mall going to be open like i know that i've read online that like you know malls open at this time gamestop is opening at this time can I, and I remember walking into this desolate dead mall, surprised I could get in, and there being one other dude just sitting in front of GameStop. And I went over there, I'm like, you here for a Wii pre-order? He's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, me too. And I sat down, and I struck up a conversation with him. This is when, uh, you know, it blew my mind that he, I had my DS, and I forget what I was playing, but he, he was playing Mario Kart on DS and how you could share the entire game, right? And we just sat there for hours and played mario kart on ds and then like so I, when i walked in hours later it was like i'm here to pre-order the wii and please give me mario kart ds <laughs> that was fucking awesome and i need that and i bought that That's and funny. it was that thing of i went and covered uh the midnight launch of the ps3 at walmart and then it was i don't think i'm confusing this best buy then the next morning was they didn't do a midnight release but they had a line in front that they did when they opened the doors there I went and covered that for the paper. And then when I was done at the Best Buy, it was right across the street from the mall. And I drove over, walked into the GameStop and got my Wii. That at the time, nobody gave a shit about it. I remember in the the, the 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 line at Best Buy, there was it was like 19 or 20 people there for PS3 and one person for Wii. And then in the same thing, all the people there that were there for PS3 with the exception of one person was only buying it to flip it on eBay. 
everybody thought it was going to be the PS2 situation again, where they could get it and flip it and make a lot of money off of it. Cause like I had done that with that Funko uh, land pre-order I talked about where I bought it. I bought my PS2 on launch night and then never canceled the Funko pre-order. And then when I got it, I put out a, not an ad in the paper, I guess, but some kind of, maybe it were very, very early online message board, not a Craigslist or anything like that. Anyways, sold it in a, a parking lot of a Best Buy or of a Blockbuster. But then <laughs> you jump ahead to PS3's launch and so many people thought it was going to be the same situation when in fact it was obviously the exact reverse where nobody gave a shit about PS3, but the Wii was suddenly the hottest fucking thing. But it was funny that the line for Wii pre-orders never got insane. Then then both lines that I was covering, nobody was there at midnight to buy <laughs> the Wii. They were all there to buy the PS3. And granted, these were different days or whatever. But, That's you know. so weird though, because here it was... I mean, I, I can't say the exact opposite because the PS3 was also selling out and like insanely hot. But like mm-hmm. the Wii was like levels that I've never seen a really a wait. I mean, Kevin and I waited legitimately 16 hours. Yeah, she was pretty wild. And we were like 60th in line. It was crazy. The line was huge. At one point, one of our friends got in a sleeping bag and just got naked. No, hold on. You need to give a little more context for this. No, I don't. One of our friends was hanging out with us just because he wanted to be a part of I think he did it this. for a pizza slice. And uh, somebody, no, it wasn't even that. Like someone else, he looked cold because he didn't have a jacket or anything. Yeah. And because he was cold. Mind, some other family, some mom was like, hey, like, uh, do, we have an extra sleeping bag. Do you want to use it? And he was like, oh, thank you. And he goes in the sleeping bag and uh, like 20 minutes pass and eventually he starts taking, like, throwing his clothes out of it like what are you doing he's just like oh like i sleep naked and it's like what i don't think context dude, helped that it's what? like <laughs> no you don't get to do it. it's like what the fuck like, i'm going to sleep i mean it was nighttime at this point because we were there 16 hours he's like i'm going to sleep it's like yeah you're in someone else's sleeping yeah. bag he's like that's can't sleep if I'm not, not, not naked man that's how it is man that's how it goes I hate him so much that's funny it when we went, only you wanted to buy a Wii, right? But by the end, I think I got one and maybe you got one as well. One. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. It's good. I, think I, I, think I waited good. for one at a Walmart, and it was like that thing of they put you in the garden center, and like, yeah, we'll put you in the electronic section when you're like when we get closer to the launch. And I remember at when they actually moved us to the electronic section, there was all these demo TVs, so people were just like in the people in the line were buying DVDs from the electronic section, so we just watched them while we were in line. So I think we ended up watching like. <laughs> All the Indiana Jones movies while we just waited for the Wii to come out, which actually made it like Walmart's a pretty good place to wait for a console. Oh, if you can get inside one of these super centers, that's definitely a way to do it instead of the yeah. outside, because that was the thing of the videos I'm looking at from my uh, the Best Buy thing, right? Where I had the video of the people leaving Walmart with their PS3, but then you look at the kids who were yeah bundled up and outside in the cold in November in Missouri outside of a Best Buy. I need to correct myself because I was like, wait, that doesn't line up. It was that everybody was in line. One person was there to. Uh, actually enjoy the PS3. And then every time I talked, I asked about the Wii, nobody was coming back to buy the Wii. Because of course, that those midnight lanes, there was a day between them. I'm like, wait, this doesn't line up. And so I never I, did a story. I never did a story about midnight launches for Wii because there was none. <laughs> no fans at bought them at midnight. I have one launch day story where I, went, I pre-ordered the band kit for Beatles Rock Band oh. on the day of launch. Because I was like, I'm a big Beatles fan. I was really looking forward to this game. I don't know if they put the pre-order in wrong or I said the wrong thing, but they just handed me the game, not the band kit. They're like, we don't have any band kits. Like, they didn't send us any or we sold out or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I don't have a band kit from Rock Band, so this is not going to do me a whole lot of good. So I went across the street to the mall. And, I, and it, like, by this point, it was, I think I did this after work, so it was like, stuff was closing already. 
And I go up there. It's like, hey, do you have like a Rock Band 2 kit or something? They're like, yeah, actually, we, we have one left. It's You can feel free to get it. But like this was deep into the mall. And a Rock Band kit is big. Yes. I'm not that big. I'm pretty small. <laughs> So I'm like I'm trying to carry this giant ass rock band kit through this closing mall, and all these security guards are like watching me. And I'm like, I, I just need to get out. Like my car's out that way. And at this point, in retrospect, I'm like, why the fuck didn't they not just help me carry the thing? Yeah, why didn't they give you? <laughs> but like I'm, just, I'm like dragging it across. It's like making this scratching sound across the ground. And as I look like bringing it across, I'm seeing it's making marks on the actual like JC Penny linoleum. And like, oh and so I'm like, I don't care. I have to just get this thing out of here. Like I started mo- like moving it, and there's a point where I'm like, "This is too much. I don't think I can carry this the rest of the way." So I like sit down, sit on top of the kit, and like, "This is this I'm is where I re- die." I have to reconsider this plan. And so, like, a lady who worked at J.C. Penny came over with just like a bottle of water and gave it to me. And just <laughs> <walked away. laughs> and oh man! Like, I don't know what that that's was about, funny. but like, that's hilarious. I eventually did get it out and get it into my car. Like, it's it's fine, but. That that was one of the more strenuous things I ever had to do to get a game home. God, bless you. Anything else? Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, as far as like midnight launches, like I feel like I feel like the ones that I've been to, aside from that GTA one, have all been pretty standard as far as like going to a Best Buy, lining up, you know, receiving your game, making a few buds along the way, and then and and, or not like or just like getting your game and then piecing out um and so like you know the 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 ones i remember like vividly are the are probably the games i I was most excited about which were like fallout 4 i was extremely excited to play uh and i had like an an excellent time with it but like that was that that's one of the games where i was like it was a gta 5 situation of like i need to play this game i need to be there to get this game uh at launch as it's launching uh there was that there was um I guess Red Dead Redemption Two was kind of that too. Like I took the I took the day off from work the the day after that game came out, so I could just spend the whole whole day playing Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, and like yeah, like that 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 was a game I ended up not l- loving compared to like what my expectation for it was. Um, but yeah, like overall, like midnight launches for me have been pretty standard. Greg, you were about to say something. I so I think. When you were in the bathroom, I was talking about, you know, like being more the kind who would pre-order it and then just pick it up on the day, right? Then these midnight launches that we didn't really have. I I love, obviously, now the ability just to get things delivered day and date. <laughs> I love the idea of digital and everything else. But I do want to give a shout out in terms of, I think, really ridiculous memories to when the PlayStation 4 launched. And I would never seen so many Amazon boxes come to IGN. Like I just huh. sent Kevin the unboxing video. I don't know if you remember this, where everybody no. unboxed their PlayStation 4 together. Because we already done it. Me and Scott had gone to New York and covered the PlayStation 4 launch event thing they were doing or whatever. And so when we had whatever it was, I saved the video, but it's like 19 or whatever PlayStation 4s coming in. I remember taking photos, like laying on them, which now we would compare it to uh, uh, when uh, the Breaking Bad thing happens where they lay on the pile of money. But I remember doing that. And then when the Xbox Ones came in in the exact same way, Kevin, yeah, if you can play this or whatever, just like, how cool that was and ridiculous that was and also like you talk about a shared moment because like you know imran talking about uh beatles rock band reminds me of original rock band where that was one that we all got into the our cars and went to the ceremony mall and you know perked up our pre-orders for rock band and for whatever guitar hero came out at the same time because we wanted that guitar and 
everybody was coming out with those giant packages or whatever but to have them all here and like you look at this and see everybody just <laughs> unboxing their playstation 4 and acting like a complete moron i remember how ridiculous it was and how not pissed ups was to be dragging them all up there but how like what the fuck is happening why did you all do you, all, you guys always get a lot of packages fucking, fucking Fred with the gamecube <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it so and, much. And, and, actually and, lost my ps no they they gave it to the wrong person so I remember being like spending a week just being incredibly pissed and like calling like Amazon, UPS, like emailing Jeff Bezos, being like, where the fuck is my PS4? I in a, in a similar vein, the Switch launch, I think, was something special too. like that was that was one where I got it delivered via Amazon. And I think that they, I think they were actually a day late in delivering it. Like there was like that whole issue of like Amazon for a while with Nintendo games just were not reliable. Uh, and so I got my Switch and Breath of the Wild a day late. But mm the electricity like online uh which feels like a weird thing to say but like you know that, that kind of shared experience everybody was having at the same time of like oh dude you got the new the new nintendo console that's not the wii u and and uh this zelda game that's a 10 out of 10 from everybody and people are saying that it's one of the greatest games ever made like you know that was that felt like a like a magic time like a magical time in like booting that game up uh booting up the switch booting the game up and and having the first experience with it i, I thought was something very special yeah, that's the I, thing I think that I don't like not, you know, woe is us or anything, but like it, I do miss sometimes being part of that when I see people even now with their digital clock counting down of like they're mm -hmm. so excited to jump into stuff because there is always that thing of whether we've played it or reviewed it ahead of time you know you're it's getting ready to release out there and everybody's having it and that's why animal crossing has been such a fun ride here you know we talked about i didn't want to bore you with what i've been playing but like still super addicted to animal crossing still super addicted to predator but animal crossing is another level where you know like saturday you know jen and i woke up uh you know in the afterglow of our anniversary or whatever and it was like what do we want to do we went and got uh coffee and like came back and made breakfast and then it was like let's just play a little animal crossing and then like six hours later right like i had gotten a new thing and i wanted to go do a thing and like the wave of animal crossing at launch of people being incredibly stoked for that release and then them you know seeing their midnight or whatever 9 p.m reactions to it and then beyond that the fact that it's maintained and still seeing people do amazing stuff in there you wouldn't expect it's so cool uh you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to write in your responses to the show just like phantom 23001 did phantom. he writes in urgent this is for may 5th gamescast I'm writing this as I am watching the show. <laughs> this is the story of a missed midnight release party. It was the Thursday night of the Switch release. I planned to go with my friends to get the Switch and Breath of the Wild at our Princeton Best Buys, New Jersey, represent. Unfortunately, as soon as I got home from school, I came down with a horrible stomach bug and spent the night sick in the bathroom, spending some of it watching A Clockwork Orange. I haven't watched it since. And I got the system in early March as a birthday gift. Love the show. I hope this question or this response gets in. It did, Phantom, 23001. It did. Um, a couple other fun ones you guys wrote in. Dalton F. says, The game launch I was most hyped for was Halo Reach. Halo 3 was my introduction to the franchise, and my friends and I played it almost every night for years. It's probably the game I've played the most of my life. The double announcement of Reach and Bungie leaving once it was finished made me believe we were in for something special. It's still my favorite Halo multiplayer suite as it struck a great balance of pushing the franchise forward but also keeping the hallmarks intact. The campaign was dope, especially the last mission. It was one of the last games my that my entire high school friend group played together regularly, so it will always be special to me. And then I think I had one more. Uh -huh. 
while you're looking, I was I remember that the, I was at the Wii U launch because I, I pre-ordered and I went like pick it up the day of. That's when I knew that thing was going to fail because the clerk oh, wow. told me like she set up a big table of like Wii U's and she's like, yeah, we had this big thing thinking people would come get it, but like you're the first one here to grab it. And I came like an hour after they opened, so I was like, yeah, that's probably not a good sign for it. There were 13 <laughs> people in line at the, <laughs> the the place I went to. And Kev, don't say anything else about the story of the Wii U's, okay? I did get a girl's number that day in that line. Nice. <laughs> so that was, that I'm was a fun I'm not saying anything else, Tim Tim. You see what you Thank me. you. I appreciate you, Kevin. Uh, the nanobiologist has the last one. I honestly felt the most hype for two launch, two game launches, Kingdom Hearts 3 and World of Warcraft Warlords of Draenor. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, no, one game, Kingdom Hearts 3, still had a great time with, but Warlords was during my heyday of wild love. Sadly, that expansion was a buggy mess and ruined the night for me because of their big idea. Garrisons which didn't work. Of course, it went down as the second worst expansion ever made. Mm-hmm. So there yeah, Kingdom Hearts three is that's an example of what Greg was talking about. Like, I got that game early, so I, I my hype was expended by the time the game actually came out. So like, I was very into the game and I liked it a decent bit, but I had finished it by that point. It was like. Yeah, this doesn't go exactly where I wanted it to go, or like parts of this are actually pretty bad. I didn't want to like rain on anyone's parade that was like, oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 finally. God, yeah, I mean, yeah. in a similar vein of that, right? Not that it was bad at all. And I know that, well, I just loaded the statement and you all, you all laugh when I said, but Uncharted 3, uh, that was in terms of you, uh, an early release that we would never forget. I remember hounding uh, our, con- our PR person at PlayStation about that thing. Of just like, when are you going to get it? When are you going to get it? When can we have it? And this is one they used to still give out burned discs, you know what I mean? To play on your test kits or whatever for PS3. And I remember the day they were like, all right, we just got it. We're burning discs now. And I remember me and Colin, like, I was on the, it must have been AIM or whatever, but being like, all right, cool. We're on our way. <laughs> and they were like, no, we didn't. Like, we're in the car. We'll see you in a second. And we fucking drove down there. And they're like, fucking, here's your game. Get the fuck out of our hair. That's like, awesome. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen. world. This- I know, right? This has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. We'll be back next week. But if you want more of this, we're about to do a post show. We'll be diving into some of your questions that you sent us. Um, If you want to be a part of that, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You know what's up. If you don't, it's all good, too. Until next time.